everybody welcome to another episode of tech that doesn't buy cast i am simon and of course and of course and of course, of course guy. joining that me guy. is jeff Wurden. hey how's it going yeah. everybody yeah i don't know it's, it's it's weird like i don't know why sometimes it just those kind of things slip out of my tongue you you're obviously be possessed. That that's yeah. the short answer. I I have no other natural reason. It must be it's obviously a supernatural issue that you're having. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it is what it is, and yep. we roll the punches. Right on. That's all we can do. Hit to just live. make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. So what's a good word, Simon? How have you been doing? You doing all right? Doing all right. Doing all right. You know, Rock just on, um, I don't know. What else I could do? I, I, there's nothing else for me to say. I'm doing all right. It is. It is. Sorry. When you're in a pandemic, it's like, okay, what's new? Um, my walls got dustier, and I think I've been watching my grass grow. Yeah. No, I get it. It's. <laughs> but the plus yeah. side, we're all vaccinated, so we're bound to get out at some point, and have life return to a semblance of normalcy. And that's the cool part. So I'm I'm personally excited about that. So. Yep. Yeah. We'll I'm see. Somewhat, you know. I'm somewhat excited about it. I'm not looking forward to the traffic. Oh no! I I was actually just out driving on the ten freeway, and by God, it felt like I was home. It was it was just wasn't as bad as it could have been. But honestly, but. I'm like, you've got to be joking. It's already back. Ugh. Yeah, uh, it's back. Yeah. Well. Oh well. Uh, oh well. So let's. It was get good on. while it lasted. Yeah, I wish uh, the the traffic part would last a little bit longer. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I wish but, it was a permanent effect, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, no, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, oh, let's get anyway. on with our first story, and Absolutely. our first story matches with what our thumbnail is. Yep. And Absolutely. It's basically, you know, when we reported it, I think a day or two after, just like this came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So Google, this is what we did. We put YouTube TV in the main YouTube app. One now, Google. So like, what what now Roku, but still. Oh, just, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But now Roku. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, man, what now? What you got? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. It's, so oh, for our listeners out there, what basically happened was a few weeks ago, Google and Roku, they couldn't make an agreement about the YouTube TV app right. you know, to have the YouTube TV app available on the Roku platform. Long story short, you know, they're arguing about money because that's what ultimately is all it's all about business profitability etc 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 so <laughs> roku, business sorry go on so roku said no we're going to remove the youtube tv app if you guys are subscribers to youtube tv app you know if you already download it you can still keep it but new users they can't download it on roku so there's been this ongoing fight with google and roku about right. youtube tv the youtube tv app being available on the Roku devices. Right. So now here's what they did. This article from Ars Technica previously on Google versus Roku. <laughs> Roku and, Go and Google needed to renew the contract for YouTube TV. Google's 65 
dollar per month cable TV replacement. That is very expensive, but mm. it is what it is, right? On Roku's TV platform, the two companies weren't able to come to an agreement on the new contract, resulting in YouTube TV being pulled from the Roku store. Oh no! While existing customers could still use the YouTube TV app they had already installed, new users couldn't sign up. Will the two companies ever be able to settle their differences? <gasps> friendship ruined dun, forever. Dun, dun. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the friendship will not be ruined forever because once you show the dough, it's all good. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's happy when there's money being flashed about. The next exciting episode in this saga aired on <laughs> Friday when Google announced in a blog post that it was just going to run an end around on Roku and stick the YouTube TV app in the YouTube app. The, the YouTube app is the regular YouTube app that you can use that the one that doesn't have television live, live TV, you know, tied into it. So these are stuff that basically they're, they're separate services. Basically they're basically, basically separate, separate services. services. So what they're basically doing is Google is we're just going to stick in the YouTube TV app in the regular YouTube app. So now YouTube and YouTube TV exist as one service before it was separate apps to get to download. Right. And while the TV, the YouTube TV contract expired and the app was taken off the Roku store, the YouTube contract does not expire until December. Mm. So that's like, all right. So they got, now they bought some time. So to yeah, say. they bought some time to like, Hey, you know, since the YouTube <laughs> app is running, Google was able to quickly shove YouTube TV functionality into it. Yep. On the side navigation menu, the last link in the list reads, go to t YouTube TV. This is not unprecedented. It's actually the way YouTube music works too, with a sort of an app within an app interface. Google says it's working to come to an agreement with Roku to ensure continued access to YouTube TV for our mutual customers. You know, But Google threatened Roku with another escalation saying, we're also in discussion with other partners to secure to secure free streaming devices in case YouTube TV members face any access issues on Roku. Hmm. Oh, A few wow. weeks ago, yeah. Google offered to renew their YouTube TV deal under the existing reasonable terms with Roku. So Roku seems to be the current aggressor. In response to this latest move, Roku sent the following statement to The Verge. Bite me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so you could definitely read the statement. It's basically saying yeah. that, you know, we believe this is not fair. They're like an unchecked monopoly about Google. So long story short, basically Google is doing the work around so they don't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of like they're playing Roku and Roku's not being happy about it. They're cheating the other guy and passing the savings on to you. Yeah. <laughs> but here is, again, this is why I'm not, I like streaming services, but this is the nonsense that we, we as consumers have to deal with. And yeah. for some reason, we, we're tied into it. It's like basically, hey, man, this is your fight. I don't want to be part of it. Why am I part of it? Now, this right. Is no, no, it. that's a good point. But unfortunately, it, it is what it is now that if we want to watch all our favorite stuff, you know, YouTube TV, just as an example, mm -hmm. we need a platform to watch it. Roku is the way to do it. And now that they've basically have removed it and whatnot, we're out of luck unless we happen to have the YouTube uh, uh, app already installed. Mm -hmm. You know, which if you know, if, if you had YouTube TV 
uh, yeah, that this isn't really that big of a deal for you. But if you want to get it, you're out of luck until they until they figure it out or Google um, you know, goes to another platform, which arguably, at least based on on last week's articles, uh, will not be as pervasive as Roku's 32 percent market share here in the U.S. Yeah. If you're in some other part of the world, not such a big deal. This part of the world here in America, Roku's Roku's king. And I think what who was the other one that was like 17 percent or something like that? They were about half 27. It was a 27. Amazon. Okay. So, so a little, little bit of a drop there, but they could go with Amazon. Seven in the States. Amazon second. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. here in the States, Amazon then, yeah, you know what? Maybe a little bit of a loss of market share may not be so bad if they could at least get a better deal with Amazon. You know, not as much distribution. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like YouTube TV is available. Is it available on Amazon? I believe so. You know, they're, they're available in other platforms right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's well, it's not it's not an exclusivity to Roku. Oh, okay. Well, see, it, it, I thought that was the case. So, no. all right. Well, yeah. Then it really doesn't matter. You just go get your YouTube TV with another service or whatever. So, I mean, like, I can see Roku. Like, yeah, we want our fair share and Google as well. But the problem with I see is Roku is this isn't the first time they pulled this kind of you know maneuver. Tactic. Yeah, yeah. They it did it with HBO Max. You know, for six months until two weeks before the release of Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max, right. they finally make an agreement. Yeah. So it took them that long. And they also did that with Peacock in September of 2020. Right, right. It's like, okay, are you going to keep doing this with every single new service? Well, maybe, <laughs> well, no, it, and it does suck, but again... That's, I guess, how Roku chooses to do business. I would, I would simply say, rather aggressively in their negotiations. That also might be why they have such a higher market share because they go after this stuff so aggressively. Yeah, I'm not but saying, it's, they, I'm not saying keep, it's right. If they keep I'm, doing this, and then as more consumers get a hold of this, like this news right here, you know, if, yeah, you know, there's like, man, Roku, they keep doing this stuff already. You know, they yeah. could just easily abandon the Roku product and service. Yeah, and go with another device that doesn't have issues like this constantly right <laughs> to be right. honest constantly yeah and you know just forget about it i mean all they could do they could either do this they get to buy amazon fire tv okay yep. that's the cheapest route right right they could either buy another streaming device like an apple tv mm -hmm. yeah. or they could buy a chromecast which basically just cast anything that's played on your phone. So you could get YouTube TV on your phone. You just install the app and just cast it to your TV via right. Google Chromecast. Or right. you don't want to deal with streaming devices, buy a computer or use your existing computer, plug in, you know, through the HDMI, and you're there. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got there's a lot of options out there. You don't, have to deal, you don't have to be in the middle of this nonsense fight because right. well, they have some problems. Right. Well, I mean, if, if you're if you're techie enough to kind of figure a lot of this out, you can totally do it. I'm not suggesting that there are a lot of people out there who aren't techie enough. I mean, for I mean, basically, you plug a device in the yeah, back of your TV. Yeah, but if I'm pretty sure they'll learn how to do it if they don't have to deal with this anymore. That's a valid point, yeah. and that is a valid point. Yeah, yeah it, it's, like, it's yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, eventually, you're going to get the customers are going to be like, you know, are going to walk with their are going to walk with their wallets take their dollar somewhere else hmm. you know but they're all making so much money as it is the little losses here and there isn't that big of a deal this type of churn in customers is expected 
that's going to happen. But because the long term or the short long term is that once the a deal is made, if a deal is made, they will simply market either get those people back and or find new customers anyways. So they don't necessarily lose that much money. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it, it's it's just annoying. Oh no, I agree. I yeah, the free market could be crap sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, we need to we need our billions of dollars. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I want to watch you know more cat videos on TV. Damn it, you know, I want to watch my sports. I want to watch my TNT. All right, it's there almost you go. playoffs. All right, it's almost right. NBA playoffs, and you pull this nonsense out of me. You there know? you go. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's infuriating. Yep, I agree. As someone as as someone who uses a Roku device, right here. If I was subscribed to YouTube TV app, I'll be pissed. I was pissed yeah. when they didn't have HBO Max for like six months. God, yeah, that must have really sucked. I, <laughs> I yeah. don't envy you there. I don't envy you I was you pissed there. off. I was like, come on. You guys don't reach the deal yet? It's like, <laughs> like put on your, your adult pants, get in a room, talk like adults, and get it settled. Stop acting like a bunch of children. Uh, well, welcome to how what money does to people. It's like, my gosh. Man. It's like, okay, now we have a problem with Google. So. <laughs> and now I'm on question like, can I rely on Roku to stay like this, to stay, to be able to provide these services to me without, you know, having them bicker with other companies? Can I rely on them? Because sometimes now I look at like, it's like, okay, which service is next that they're right. having a problem with? No, that's a good point. And that's the thing. I mean, you could vote with your dollars to say, okay, yeah, smell you later, Roku. I'm out of here and, you know, go with somebody else. But the question is, are they just as bad or worse, God forbid? In terms of their business practices and how they negotiate with other people, that's a big thing. I would assume they're not. I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I admittedly I don't follow it that carefully. I mean, Roku obviously has chosen to put themselves in the spotlight, and Google outed them because apparently they they've done this all the time, pointing out HBO Max and, and whomever else they were they were doing dealings with. So I, Google didn't point them out. I did because oh I, no, I, I followed this news. So oh okay, well no, I I thought that Google, Google said, yeah they, they've done this because... before. Google's mentioned that they did this before, be it with HBO Max, whatever. But since obviously you're, you being a Roku customer, uh, you see that. So, yeah, you definitely saw that. This is why I have a Chromecast as well. Ah, okay. Just okay. in case the, one of these devices pulls something like this. I, I knew it. I have a feeling <laughs> they would do something like this in the near future. So, yeah, that's why I was like, it's like I want to a point where I don't need a backup device. But just it's not possible. There's always going to be conflict when there's money involved. Yeah, just let's not even kid ourselves about All that. All right. So long story short, just get a computer. Yeah, right. there you go. Just, just solve that problem. Get a laptop. Get a desktop. Do get a laptop. That plug in HDMI. Don't know how to do it. There's a bunch of Google. I mean, YouTube instructions. And I'm sure <laughs> even Simon, even Simon can walk you through. Yeah. <laughs> kind of got kind of ironic. Go to YouTube. <laughs> go to YouTube and figure it out exactly. <laughs> go to YouTube on your Roku. Figure out how to plug your computer to your TV and the sound as well, and then toss that. Roku device if you don't want it anymore. Or there you go. <laughs> use use the service that they don't like to love figure it. Out, <laughs> to figure love it, out. it. Right. Exactly. Use use the device of uh, of trouble there and get yourself set up with someone else. There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating, man. They have I agree. Roku has some really good devices, but and you know, I, I feel like Roku needs to be careful because without these services, your device is useless. Yeah, no, and that, well, and that's just it. I mean, obviously, if they keep driving away their 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 uh, their partners, yeah. Roku's not going to have anything left. So, mm -hmm. arguably, they need to be careful about that too. Now, given the massive market share that they have, 
they're not in, in, they're not really going to be losing money anytime big in the near future. But to keep that kind of crap up, yeah, you know, they got to get a reputation, and it could be a bit yeah. more problematic. It's like, yeah, we really want the market share, but do we really want to deal with Roku and their team of lawyers and those jerk executives? Yeah, that becomes kind of a sticky point. Yeah, it's a big sticky point. So, yeah, so we'll keep you posted about this news as it comes. Yeah, Roku and Google. Work it out. Work it out. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, work it out. Because you know who's hurting the most? It's your consumers. Yep. Your customers are the one that's hurting, not you guys. <laughs> always is. Always, always is. is, man. Always is. All right. Let's go on to the next story. And right, next, next story, story is, I'll have you do your story. It's okay. Amazon. Amazon. All right. Well, Amazon... By God, they're on the side of justice here. <laughs> okay, yeah, who am I kidding? All right. So Amazon has chosen to sue tech scammers. Have our who, affiliate links. Right, right, exactly, right? <laughs> All right, so Amazon is suing tech scammers who it says use their company name to gain clicks. So so basically in Washington, in a Washington federal court, Amazon has has filed a lawsuit to widen their, their investigation. Amazon... Amazon's investigation into scammers who flood phones with fake deals and discounts, right? So basically you're getting a text like, hey, you know, if you follow this Amazon link, you can get this deal, this deal, this deal, right? I might have, got, I might have seen those before. It's possible. I, I yeah. don't recall if I've gotten one off the, top, off the top of my head. I may have gotten one maybe, but I, I'm not even sure at this point. I tend to get more like uh, scam casting calls. Those are always a lot of fun too. So so, all right, so, or scam UPS deliveries. Right, right. Yeah, I usually get those in emails. That's usually where I get them, not so much on my phone. All right, so Amazon is suing a group of unnamed individuals who allegedly tech spam scams under the Amazon name to uh, to get hapless clickers to go to their specific advertisers and websites. So basically they'll say, hey, if you click here, you'll, you'll get these really fabulous deals on something from Amazon and whatnot, when in fact it's going to take you to a notamazon.com website. And there you go. Um, okay, so, quote, these bad actors are misusing our brand to deceive the public, and we will hold them accountable. We'll also want to remind consumers to be vigilant and learn how to recognize the signs of a scam so they are protected no matter where they shop, end quote, said Kathy Sheehan in a statement, who is Amazon's vice president and of business conduct and ethics. And the article actually goes on about how Amazon has had successes in busting other scammers in, in a few other states. So, yeah, yeah. So, what, so, what do you what do you think, Simon? It's uh, any any thought I, on that? I mean, it's you no know, scammers are finding new ways to scam other people. So, right, right. I, I know, using I Amazon, not surprising. It's probably one of the most one of the most used online retailer in the world. They're they're highly so, prolific. Yeah, very very prolific. So they they're gonna go after them and use mm -hmm. them as a way to scam other people. So right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my take on this is that frankly, the, these lawsuits are you know are, are a bit frivolous. I'm not saying there really isn't that much valor to them. I think it's mm -hmm. great that they're busting people, but I kind of see them more as kind of like a hyper hydra type of thing where you cut off one head and four more grow back, and it's it's just the sheer volume of scammers yeah, that are out they'll there. Just, they'll just they'll go somewhere else and do some 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 other way. Right. And that's even provided these, they're talking just people in the United States. If they're doing this outside the U S they're not going to get them. They're not going to have any jurisdiction. They'd have to work with the local law enforcement's over there. God, what a big pain in the butt. You know, are they really going to bother them? Probably not. Who knows? Yeah. 
but you know the one thing that actually kind of got me laughing really hard about this, apart from like all the you know the, the the frivolity of it, if 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 you will, what got me laughing the hardest about this article was the fact that the word Amazon and ethics actually got used in the same sentence. That's actually got me laughing absolutely the hardest of this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, now you brought it. I was like ethics, huh? Hmm. Right, <laughs> ethics, Amazon, no way. Yeah, that's just not. Right. We know from experience. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we know start. from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started about like some other article I touched that I read about where um, Amazon was being sued by, by the European union um, and uh, uh, in Luxembourg to get uh, uh, where I guess Amazon actually won their case where they were going to be charged something to the effect of 250 million euros in back taxes. So we're talking dating back to 2017, but Amazon actually got it wiped out, wiped away. And all the EU is trying to do is get them to pay their fair share. But I don't have a lot of particulars about what they're being taxed on and all this stuff. There, there were a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things with it. But I, I'm like, I, I won't go into that one. Maybe another time I'll go into that one. But that was a uh, kind of a wild thing. But you can also go on about how they're not paying their fair share of taxes here in the states yeah. too. Ethics, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Whatever about that. All right, Simon. All what right. do we got next? Amazon, year? good luck. You're right. Exactly. All good right. Luck. What do we got next here, Simon? Next one is this was. Kind of a strange news that I did not expect. Yeah. The open source audio editor, Audacity, Ooh, that's, that's being used here. by a lot of people, creators, mm-hmm. pretty much anyone that's looking for a free audio editor. You know, it's very supposed to be very good. I've not used it personally. I've, I've, I've used very, it very about it. constantly. Yeah. I've used it constantly. Uh, and also Adobe Audition as well. Hmm. But from time to time, I use Audacity for just you know quick editing. Right. So, this is from ghacks.net. Uh, open source audio editor Audacity is now part of Muse Group. Never heard of Muse Group. Mm. Uh, Audacity is one of the most popular free cross-platform open source audio editors. can be downloaded and be used on Windows, Mac OS, Linux machines, and is regularly updated and quite accessible. Audacity, as an open source project, is maintained by a group of contributors. Anyone may download the source code of the program and compile it and contribute the code to the project. We have followed the development of the audio editor for years and even published a few tutorials on this website. Oh, nice. First mention of Audacity dates back to 2008 when we, when this site published the tutorial. So yeah, it's it's pretty old software. Nice. (laughs) Not as old as gold wave, but we won't go there about that. (laughs) News group was formed last week and this article was dated back in May 3rd of 2021 so it's best known for its open source muse source music notations application and for ultimate guitar ultimate guitar founder eugene uh nadovnov i hope i'm pronouncing his last say, name. say it five times fast <laughs> no is the first chairman of muse group and he acquired muse score in 2017 and announced the acquisition of audacity this week in a YouTube video. Audacity is listed as one of the two projects on the company's website, but the official Audacity website makes no mention of the change. There's no press release yet either, and details are a bit murky at the time of writing. Hmm. The exact turn of the acquisitions are not known. Existing Audacity users may be interested in the project's future. Acquisitions may lead to undesirable changes or even the discontinuation of a program. But this appears not to be the case for Audacity. You know, it's reviewed 
plans in the video to contribute to the project and hire senior developers and designers. More contributors could improve development. No, light, non-destructive UX changes may be part of upcoming releases. While it's too early to tell where the acquisition will take Audacity, it may take the audio editor the next level by introducing more developers and a larger community to be to the project. A look at the group's open source music notation software MuseSource shows how the how this could pan out in the future. So basically, no, it's being acquired Audacity, yeah. and we don't really know what the future is for Audacity. Dun yeah. dun dun. I mean, I am gonna assume <laughs> in good faith that it's gonna stay open source. Yeah. And still be free to many users out there. Yeah. And you know, maybe don't change too much of it, maybe improve it. Well, I, I think yeah, open source is not a bad way to go. I mean, it could it could certainly cause problems with you know with people not doing the right thing or whatever. But I mean I would hope that there is a strong peer review involved with open source adding of stuff and and uh, making changes to the functionality of any given program. You can say yeah. that for you know for Mozilla's Thunderbird program or even Firefox for that matter. Mm -hmm. uh, they've done pretty well for that. Yeah, it's gotten a little bloated here and there, but I think that's to be expected of, of any program that's been open source for a long time. But uh, you know, I, I generally have no no issues with Firefox or Thunderbird for that matter. I've been looking to try to add a plugin of my own at some point, which I, I'm not very good at. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, no, this 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 could be a good thing. We'll we'll just have to kind of wait and see how it goes. And since you're an Audacity user, you actually will probably see firsthand some of the big changes they make with uh, mm -hmm. with the program itself. Yeah. Uh, maybe at some point I'll probably download it myself and check it out. But it, obviously there'll be a, a learning curve to actually using it. I'm like, okay, do I really want to go through all that? But I might do that. We'll see. We'll just have to see. Everything is a learning curve, man, in tech. Well, yeah, there is that. Adapt. This is your job, man. <laughs> I don't want to adapt. I'm too old for that. Hey. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story. Next All one right. is Motorola. Motorola. All right, now I'm actually excited about this personally, but I'll, let me let me kind of give you the skinny on this one. All right, why? so why are you excited? Why am I excited about this? Okay, so Motorola has partnered up last week Wednesday with a startup group called Guru Wireless, all right? And they are are going to provide medium-range wireless charging technology without using a pad, okay? Now, if you're familiar with this sort of thing, the idea is that you get you plug in a pad to, to, the, yeah. to a table or whatever, you put your phone on it, and it wirelessly charges. Yeah, That's pretty charges. slick. I love it. It's slick. It's really cool. And I've even seen some really fun, like... Uh, uh, kind of like Elvic runic design designs that have been made with some of these pads. That's actually really kind of cool. I, I think it's really kind of slick, kind of slick and fun. So that's neat. So, however, this is a little different. Where uh, the way it works that is that basically a hub is installed in a room that Jeez. will be right will beam power via radio waves to the range of about ten feet or more to your devices like phones, laptops, and maybe even to drones. Okay, um, however. Which devices will get this technology really has, hasn't been announced yet. Um, so in short, I would see basically any new Motorola or Lenovo you know, device, it says Motorola is a subsidiary of, of Lenovo, yep. will, be, uh, will be constantly charging if there is a hub at the location you're in. Mm -hmm. 
So your phones, watches, gaming controllers, tablets, literally anything that requires a cable to charge or a pad to charge will no longer be needed. We're talking true wireless technology if you want to look at it that way. Um, unfortunately, what's happened here is that um, at this point in time, the technology just hasn't caught on yet. That, that's the big drawback here. And the situation for that has been compared oh, to kind of a... Right, is it going to be another vaporware? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, it's been it's been compared to kind of a chicken and the egg sort of situation, right? Without widespread charging hubs, there's little incentive for device makers to support the technology, and vice versa. Without device mm. maker support, there's no reason to buy a hub. So it's like, ah, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. So, but you know what? I I I believe I believe in this technology. I think this would be a great next step. To have, I would say, especially in the office. Uh, my opinion about this: if you get a few companies to actually do this, I would say bigger companies, and it works really well. And that's the trick; it's got to perform really well. Then you know what? I think a lot of other companies will follow suit on this. Uh, but like I said, the, the, I think the, also a really big thing about this that people aren't really thinking about is that whether or not it would increase or decrease the the cost of of electricity at wherever you're at. Mm. You know, but you know, but if you get a bunch of solar panels on on the roof of a lot of these newer buildings that have them, or or older buildings that are putting them on there, you know what? You got the sun during daylight during working hours that are powering all these devices in your office. Yeah. So the cost, so the cost goes goes down over time. Not an issue. So you know, I, I'm excited. I think this would be really super cool. That that's just my. I think this would be a great thing to have. And, and you know, honestly, if it was. I don't know what the cost of this sort of thing is, but if it were cost effective, I might even think about putting it in my own house, but it probably wouldn't be that cost effective yet for home users. That, that's my personal take on it, but I, I, don't I know. mean, it didn't, for, for it me, didn't give a lot of details about that. It's cool concept, but I believe it when I see it. Yeah. Well, no, so. that, that, that's the thing it, is it's well, again, the whole chicken and the egg thing, right? You don't know. I mean, the, there's no incentive to, to put the technology in unless other people are doing it per se. You know, and if other people aren't doing it, then there's no sense in getting the technology. It's like, you know, but what you need are a few companies that are willing to pony forth that kind of cash. You know, just like, you know, obviously just like Motorola decided, you know what, Guru Wireless, we're, we're, we're tapping your shoulder to do this. You just need some company to say, hey, you know what, let's do it. Let's give it a try. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, so, we'll see what companies yeah. like want to play with Motorola. It's like, nah, we'll do it on our own because, you know. Maybe they are, will. Maybe, maybe they'll they'll find one of these guru wireless things and actually take apart the device. Like, oh yeah, they got hamsters running this. Oh, I could get some hamsters and yeah. you know and, and just do it themselves. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely, we'll we will see. We will definitely. All right. See. Next story is Dota. Dota Defense of the Ancients Two. Yeah. The International is returning on August fifth, ladies and gentlemen, with a forty million. Prize pool. Can you believe a $40 million prize pool that will take place in Stockholm? I have no idea what Dota is. Well, Dota, I, I, my, basically, it's, it's it's a gaming tournament. That that's the short answer. Oh, okay, this is just this is just a gaming tournament. So you know what I I think what you know what we ought to be doing here is to show the world that what we've all have been locked away in a pandemic that you got good and can compete at a global level with everybody else who who plays this game. 
So you know what? Get your damn vaccine, fly over there, and represent the Americans the way the world sees us, you know? As large, double cheeseburger-eating, oxygen-tank-carrying, scooter-riding, diet soda swilling. That's if Stokeham will let you in. Right, that's right. If if (laughs) Stockholm will let you in, that's true. But with all the diet soda that we are swilling, you know, to help maintain our girlish figures, you know what? We're in there. We'll get in there, defend freedom, and by God, that's how we're seeing it across the world. Well, maybe not as of lately, but we need to get over there and compete, show us Americans what we're all about when we're trapped in our houses. That's what we need to do. So basically, this is a (laughs) gaming competition. It's a big gaming competition. $40 million is on the line there. August 5th, Stockholm. Be there, have a great time. If you actually do, do compete there, listeners, I we want to hear from you and see how you guys do come August. We definitely want to hear about this. Yeah. And no, we're not no, we're not gonna sponsor you because we frankly don't make enough money, but we want to hear from you. Yeah, we're not even gamers, so no, well, uh, I'm, I'm a bit not, of a I'm gamer, not a gamer, but I'm not I'm strictly amateur. I and my kids tell me I suck all the time, which is arguably true, but whatever. I I, I don't need to hear that. So, yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to move off of that. If you guys are gamers, uh, you, if you're entering, let us we know. We want to hear about it. We want to hear about it. So next one is a pretty interesting <laughs> story. Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually not 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 the, not the funny one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. My bad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is a very helpful one Very you guys out there. Uh, so the FCC, for once, you know. <laughs> no, it's, are it's, doing something useful. Yes. <laughs> this Don't even get me started the, about that, but yeah. You see broadband benefits. So this pro- application process started today, and basically it's supposed to help uh, anyone with financial issues, you know, if you qualify their criteria. And basically it will provide a discount up to $50 per month for broadband service for eligible households. Right. And up to $75 per month for households on qualifying tribal lands. Right. And eligible households can also receive a one-time discount of up to $100 to purchase a laptop, desktop computer, or tablet and with from participating providers. So probably Gateway, maybe? No, I'm I'm joking. Go on, please. (laughs) Who knows? Walmart, if Walmart participates. Hey, you know, Walmart for four hundred dollars, just throwing it out there. (laughs) So basically, no, they have a criteria of eligibility. So you look through it, and if you do fit, what you could do is you sign up. And as you see right now, this application process opened today, and of course, there's high demand. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, all, all joking aside here, um, you know, obviously the pandemic has, has impacted us in a lot of ways that you, that are expected and not expected. Uh, broadband servers, obviously being a big one, I'm, I'm sure, or at least simply staying connected to the internet so you can try to find work or do work or whatever. What I recommend uh, is, sorry, sorry, Jeff. No, no, go ahead, please. Go to getemergencybroadband.org. Mm-hmm. Check your broadband providers in your area. So I'm going to type in our location. No, I'm gonna type in. Don't worry. Can't find LA is so big. So So here are the companies that are providing, and you gotta look at the type of service they're providing. So Mm -hmm. uh EB emergency broadband uh benefit. I think that's what the last B stands for. Yes, it is. So we're just providing home internet, and you know, you got different communication companies you know t-mobile has it spectrum see what else uh no frontier 
Fuse Frontier, wow, uh, Coxcom, and let me look through all 100 services. <laughs> and these are not just uh, broadband, fixed broadband internet at home. You can find mobile internet as well. Mm. So hotspot devices. And there is also fixed lifeline service. That's not new. I mean, there's been lifeline services for quite some time now. So mm, that's you know, right. Eight, so no, like cheaper phones, services, and some broadband as well. Uh, mobile lifeline service or mobile um, mobile mobile plans. Right, right. And if you qualify for that, you basically get free wireless service, mm -hmm. wireless phone service. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So definitely look into this. Sign up if you can. You know, and right. This is good. I mean, I yeah. think it lasts about six months or until right. the funds so what, runs out. What, what's the web address at the top there so people can it find this? It uh, is www.fcc.gov slash broadband benefit. Right. That's all one word, just so you know. No, all, all lowercase broadband benefit. Yep. FCC.gov slash broadband benefit. You definitely want to check it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Jeff, continue what you were saying before I rudely interrupted you. Yeah. Oh my God, Simon. No, basically this, this is really it is, uh, um, obviously this pandemic has, has obviously impacted us in, in numerous ways, some mm -hmm. seen and unseen, invariably internet service, especially, I mean, it's a shame this wasn't available during the pandemic, uh, especially in light of those who were doing at home, at, at home learning for, for the kids at school. Yeah. This, this would have been a phenomenal program to have in place so that kids, so that while you're trying to find work, you are able to not have to worry so much about your broadband bill. So as well as your kids studying now, granted, obviously if at $50 a month, you wouldn't be getting the fastest speeds out there. I, I of that, I'm sure. So if you already have like a faster speed internet service, invariably this helps offset your costs. Uh, but obviously there, there are parameters that need to be met in terms of how yeah. much money you make, how much uh, the, the pandemic impacted your income and so forth um, and all that good stuff that goes with it too. But yeah, th this, this is really good. You know, and, and I'll just say, damn it all. I really wish this had been around last year that, that I, I'm just going to no, say I agree. that outright. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, agree. A, it's a damn shame. It wasn't out there last year, but you know what? It's never too late. Doing yeah. something now for yeah. you know people that are still struggling and yeah we'll we'll so, be feel we'll be feeling this one for a good long time I think so ho hopefully you know better late than never I hope is actually what will apply here so again the uh, the website is fcc.gov slash broadband benefit all right you know sign up for it yes. see you guys qualify and you know, yeah. get some help for once and you know they're doing something to help you instead of the other way around. Always asking yeah. for open comments. No, it's time for you to help us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're absolutely. done with yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, don't even get we me started about the open comment thing. Yeah, so god jeez. All right, we're gonna end this all on a happy note here. So hopefully well, you I don't I want to know it's happy. It's well, like it's hilarious happy because it's funny. All right. Yeah, it, it, it's so happy because it's really freaking funny. All right, so all of you Nintendo Switch owners. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You're finally are able to get a $10 calculator app. Huzzah. <laughs> Why would Nintendo do this? Why would you <laughs> rip off your customers for a $10 calculator app? Calculator app. No. Because, well, by God, who needs a Netflix and chill when you could just do math instead? 
<laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> this is dumb, man. Oh, my God. No, it's hilarious. You're right. It is stupid. It is beyond stupid. This is, oh, my God. I don't even know what to make it. I saw this. And I was like, you have got to be kidding. It's articles on the verge. If you want to check it out, it, there's not a whole lot really to it, but honest to God, it is hysterical. Uh, you know, so if you feel, if you like wasting $10, you know what? Get this app. All right. <laughs> oh, don't mind the fact that you have a default on your phone, your iWatch, or, you know, you can go to the dollar store and get something cheap and solar powered if you want. Oh yeah, exactly. But you know, if you want a $10 app, a $10 calculator app on your Nintendo switch. Yeah. Well, to the to the to the creator's credit, the calculator is a scientific notation calculator. I I will give it that. So if, if you need that, but honestly, God, why would you use a Nintendo Switch to get around and punch the little buttons on there if you're like you're taking an exam, doing your homework, and all that other crap? When you know what, use your damn phone just to do it instead. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like I don't get it. It's just like. You buy a Nintendo Switch for God knows how much, and then like, you know what? I'm gonna install a calculator on this thing. <laughs> Math, Netflix, and chill. Got me think about that one for a minute. <laughs> well, I live with my mom. Maybe the math will be good for me. It's just I don't know. It's just we gave it too much attention already. That's uh, you know, I <laughs> uh, it deserves to be laughed at, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. That deserves to be laughed at. Ah, I agree. It does deserve and to be that, laughed at. And Simon, that's all I've got. It's just, <laughs> don't buy this. <laughs> no, don't. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you know, need a calculator? You probably have it on Go your to phone. the dollar store. Just go, go to, to the dollar, dollar store, store. Go to Target. Buy a cheap calculator. <laughs> you can even do it on Google. You could. You could do it on Google. And you could actually use the keyboard. and It'll actually work faster than using your freaking joy pads to do it yeah oh my so. god <laughs> <laughs> click hey i hit the wrong number erase it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. we're, we're ending this episode because yeah. it's a hell it's hilarious to you but i find it very not worth it's it. dumb it's, yeah, it's dumb, dumb. I, it's, it's okay to say it's a it's, ripoff it's a ripoff it's dumb it's stupid it's freaking hilarious because it exists that's why yeah. <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching if you like this video please make sure to hit that thumbs up button subscribe button and the bell notification so you get notified when we go live when we have new videos and if you are listening to us on our podcasting apps thank you for listening you're yep. checking us check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other variety of platforms out there. Yep. And if and we're and if we are not on your favorite podcast app, please by all means let us know. We'll make sure that we apply and bludgeon whoever needs to be bludgeoned to get us on there. So yeah. we'll we'll please, take care of that. If you get you. a chance, uh, no, leave a review. Let us know how yep. we're doing. If you like these episodes. And yeah, anything else, Jeff? Uh, yeah, please visit us at techthatdoesabite.com. You can learn more about us, how awesome we are, as well as uh, validating our existence. And uh, see all the episodes that we've done reviews and bitecast for as well. Yeah. What, we're <laughs> not getting validated doing this? Of course we are. Validation, yeah. man, that's what it's all about. We are. We that are. money. We owe that money, too. <laughs>
I don't know what to say. We're just going to end the episode because well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you for joining us today, gentlemen. Now, so. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Yep. We'll <laughs> see you guys in two weeks. Jeff is actually going on vacation next week. So, um, actually, no wait, episode. wait. I'm going on vacation the week after, the week of the 23rd. I'm going on vacation. So, next week we'll be here. Oh, scratch that. We'll, we'll be here next week. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day or your night. See you next time. Have a good one. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye.